Abiso Musiya on SAFM. I know we were going to talk rugby, but we can't get hold of our guests, so we do apologize for that. If they do get back to us before the show, we'll go to them. But we just want to go over to Kenya quickly to find out more about Frederick uh, um, Omanyala, who set that African record there, breaking Akani Simbini's time um, in the 100 meters. That is Ferdinand Omanyala. Om- Ferdinand Omanyala Omuro, but Ferdinand Omanyala is the name that he goes by. And we're joined on the line by Daniel Wahome, who is uh, from the Kenya's uh, broadcasting, like the SABC of Kenya, basically. Let me put it like that. Daniel, good evening from us. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM. Bayete. And good evening to you from Nairobi. Bayete. Daniel, good evening from us here <laughs> in South Africa. We are so excited. We saw uh, this race this past weekend. I mean, how brilliant was Ferdinand there? I mean, what Ferdinand did is something that we never have imagined because uh, for Ferdinand Romagnola, he was always that person, uh, if I was to go back four years ago, we were doing 10.6, 10.6, 10.6. But it turned out that when he went for some medical you know, examination, it turned out that his back was not right. And this is uh, where the whole story flipped, uh-huh. is that he went for some treatment and he fell foul with the anti-doping regulations that had come in uh-huh. into the country. The Kenya had basically ratified the World Anti-Dope, the WADA Code, and that means that he got treatment. It was legitimate treatment, but because of the substance that was used, it was not. Uh, it was a banned substance for his treatment. So at the end of the day, he didn't improve his performance. But when he went to the sports dispute tribunal and he went through this, he was sanctioned for 14 months, which means basically for about a year and a half he was out of action. But because he made, he pleaded his case, and the doctor who was involved in the court said, "Listen." We took him and we did not acknowledge the doctor that he was an athlete, that he get a therapeutic use exemption. Mm. He was sanctioned. When he came back, it was a really sad story. He fought so much to get back, and Kenya had an unwritten rule that if you are in, if you've been sanctioned for doping, then you cannot run for the country. This is because of Kenya being a category a country. Mm. So when Omanyala came back, he fought, went to the sports dispute tribunal, and uh, I think in 2019. He almost got, got that opportunity, hadn't met the times, but eventually the athletic senior executive said, listen, let him meet the time and see if he can do it. And 2021 just turned out to be a crazy year for Kenya. He set the national record, not once, not twice, not thrice, but five times, the last one being the weekend. And so I have to say, Ferdinand Omanyala, um, I'm sure you've heard of a song by LL Cool J, something like a phenomenon. <laughs> something I mean, like a phenomenon. Yes, I know that one. <laughs> so, 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 before we get into this phenomenon, then, was he cleared of doping? Actually, he he was sanctioned. Yeah. He served 14 months. Uh, there's a rule in anti-doping, which is known as the technical term they use is substantive assistance. This mm. is where you admit, yes, I got this treatment or I took this substance. But the reason is, when I went to the doctor, I said, I'm an athlete, can you fill this form? Mm. So the doctor did not think it was that serious. So when he, was, uh, when he took part in a national championship here in Kenya, it was found that his bloodstream was there. You know, it's 
the same way when you take, for example, an antibiotic mm. and it shows up, you know, in different ways uh, in your blood, in your urine sample. So that is that is how it showed up. And eventually he was sanctioned for 14 months. But the reason he was not given for years, mm. which would be the standard sanction uh, across the world, is because he admitted and they took a look at it and found it was legitimate uh, treatment for it. The coach said, and the one took him to this doctor, the doctor was there. So the coach and the doctor were also sanctioned for two years. So when he came back, it was getting back. He could compete anywhere, but he couldn't do it. But when he was allowed to effectively compete in the year 2021, this year, Mm. first he went to Nigeria, clock 10.01. It was a national record, but Athletics Kenya still couldn't, uh, you know, allow him to compete because he had taken him back to the tribunal to be allowed to compete for the country. But overall, it came back. And ever since, it's just been a phenomenon. I mean, it's just been great. Um, he qualified for Rio. He clocked, you know, he, what Athletics Kenya said was a national record. But officially, World Athletics had it at 10.01. But it is at the semifinals of the Olympics when he made it there. He did not make it to the final because of his placing. He finished third. And uh, the Nigerian athlete who finished second um, also had the same time. He was ninth overall, if you look at, based on time. Mm. But Omanyala was there. But because of the placing and uh, the third heat in the semifinal, had athletes running under 9.9. I think four of them. So Omanyala missed out. But after that, he went, uh, clocked 10.0 in uh, 10th uh, flat, then went clocked 9.96 uh, in Austria in uh, heat for one of these, you know, bronze-level meetings, mm. then collect, did a 9.86. And then, um, over the weekend, I mean, everything shook at the Continental Tour Gold meeting in Nairobi. Yeah. 9.77. I mean, that's incredible. And we know Kenyans for long-distance running. Uh, Daniel, where does this guy come from? Well, Ferdinand Omanyala is from where we would say we get every sprinter in the country. And this is also where we get every current rugby player in the country. He's from the western part of the country. Uh-huh. There is a phenomenon. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a connection. Mm-hmm. You all know Paul True, mm. the man who created Coach. the monster that is known as the Blitzbox. Mm. Yes, Coach Paul True. The same man who created the monster that is known as the Blitzbox over seven years mm. before Neil Powell took over, when he came to Kenya, he realized Colin Jinjera, um, Billy Odiambo, think of Humphrey Kayange, Jinjera's uh, brother, he looked at all these people. They come from the western part of Kenya. Mm. So they are very athletic, they are well built, and they've got this natural thing that comes with them. And so he comes from that part of the country, so he had this print. And after his doping done, because he couldn't compete much, he worked a lot on his body, and he was able to do that. Picked a little bit of, you know, the knowledge that was all around uh, conversations with, strangely enough, uh, coaches who worked with, you know, Akane Shindine, and it just turned out that, you know, the conversations among coaches, it turned out to be a great runner. And when he went to Nigeria at an event that was organized by making of champions, he 10.01, a national record. And 
so it's that phenomenon. And and not taking anything away from Akani Simbine. Akani Simbine is a great sprinter. Mm. And um, having broken uh, Olusoji for Suba's record, mm. 9.84, then it comes to Nairobi Clocks, 9.77, everyone said, yes, this is it. And I'll tell you, Ferdinand Omanyala doesn't have the best of starts. Mm-hmm. But it worked. But in conversations with sprint coaches and people who are in sprints, they simply said, you know what? Unlike Kenya's, uh, unlike the long distance running, there's a flip side to it. For middle and long distance runners, it's aerobic because it really relies on the lungs. Mm-hmm. When the event comes, it relies on the lungs. So you've got to train at altitude and your lungs gain the capacity. For sprinters, it's the opposite. It's anaerobic. It's how long can you build your muscle to move. So it's better to train at sea level. But Nairobi is 5,000 feet above sea level. So, and effectively, if sprinters are running at altitude and it's warm, just turned out that there were some rains. Um, it was about 3 p.m. South African time. That was 4 p.m. Kenyan time. And... So it just came out there, and it was just that moment where Ferdinand Omanyala did that. And I, mean, I would like to see Ferdinand Omanyala, who trains at altitude, <coughs> compete against uh, Simbine. Mm. It would be very great to see that. But how far do you see Ferdinand going? I mean, is it now he's ran the eighth fastest time in history. He's 25. How far, what are the expectations of him? Actually, seventh fastest of all time, 9.77. I think only Christian Coleman, you know, the, and uh, Trevor Bromella, 9.76, and then all the others. The question is then, what happens next? Because this was a season closer. In his uh, pre-event press, com- uh, press conference, after he did the Diamond League meeting in Brussels, where he finished fourth, he clocked uh, 10.0 something. It was over 10. He said he was tired, so he skipped the grab. And all of this came surprisingly because of making it to the semifinals of the Olympic Games. Mm. The Olympic Games create profiles for these people. So he got all the, he got a diamond uh, invitation, finished fourth. It was commendable. Opted not to run the grab, then comes here. What's his next? I've spoken to one of the, the top Kenyan coaches in sprint in the country, and he said that for Ferdinand Omanyala, he needs to stick to his coach and his manager. That is one thing. Mm. Number two, it should not... The fact that, um, I mean, he's gotten a profile and the, f- uh, the battles he fought because of his anti-doping violation from, you know, four years ago, then he's got to rethink and decide, let me stay back. Let me just do my entertainment uh, gimmicks out there. But for him, and speaking to the coaches, they just explained that uh, he needs to work on his squad number one, stick with his coach and with his manager. He's got an option because at the moment he's still a university student. He hasn't finished mm. his uh, physics and chemistry degree at the University of Nairobi. So he's got an opportunities in the United States. Can he refuse them? NCAA athletes? Mm. At the moment, he's opted to be a professional athlete because in Kenya... Uh, the university system does not tie him down to that. Okay. So he can continue with his studies, finish his degree, 
and still be a professional athlete. So he's looking at the balance. So it's stick to his coach, his manager, and just keep his entertainment gimmicks on the track. Outside of the track, keep to hard work. And that's one of the things, actually, uh, from what I've gathered from one of the coaches I was speaking to, he was told by Frank Carly, listen, keep your hard work, keep your hard work, keep your hard work. And that means he's got a lot to do with how he can sustain himself. Kenya has not had, uh, for example, a sprint in the 100 meters since Donald Lonchir in Atlanta 1996. But at the semifinals, that was a breakthrough. And then come to the Continental Tour Golden Kasserani and he beat somebody like Justin Gatlin mm. and keep tabs on Fred Carley, who's had to go through a lot of injuries, come back. He's a world indoor champion over 60 meters, which means that his fast bust is thorough. I mean, he can really bust. And this is something that, I mean, you've got to give Omanyala for. He's got that bust towards the final edge. But we don't, I mean, the fact that we live in the tropics, we don't need indoor athletics. But indoor athletics gives an edge to these competitors from Europe, from the United States, because in the winter season, then they've got to run indoors, which means that they develop these bursts. Well, the rest of the world is preparing probably for the world relays. So that little edge that is, that, 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 that little thing that is missing, which is his bust of the uh, blocks. These are the Jamaican athletes. The bust of the blocks comes naturally from, something that is from the United States. Wonderful, it Daniel. Be, uh, it should yeah. make use of. Yes, thank you for speaking to us, Daniel Wahome. We're just out of time, but it's a wonderful story. We're going to follow his progress here. Um, uh, Ferdinand Omanyala, who ran 977 this weekend. And we're not even talking about David Bromel, who ran a 9.76. Nine po- Where's that? That's the second fastest time in history, right? Surely. Second fastest time no, in no, his... Uh, eh? Six, six, sorry, six, six, six joint sixth fastest time in history. That's what Traven, Traven uh, Bromel ran this past weekend in Kenya. Sixth fastest time in history. Okay, we're going to have to leave it there because of time. We can't get through all the voice notes there. Um, it is 8 o'clock. It's time for news.